Hello there, and welcome to whatever this is. Uh, my name John Forward. My name John Forward. I'm already going off the rails. Um, so uh, my name is in fact John Forward, local St. John, New Brunswick comedian. I guess every comedian is local to wherever they happen to be at the time. Um, and uh, over the uh, the pandemic, I was uh, forced to uh, care about politics. And uh, I, I recorded a couple of these videos where I uh, did some commentary along with some uh, some 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 stupid politicians saying some stuff. Um, and uh, haven't done one in a while, so this is going to be it. Um, I had considered maybe covering the uh, the the not the last one, but the uh, the big one of the uh, the different. Um, leadership uh conservative people posturing to uh to be in charge of the uh the conservative party but uh it was long and i uh just couldn't bring myself to do it it's been too long now they've already uh fast forward to i'm still a little bit behind the ball this was a couple of weeks ago but uh pierre polyevre is uh has won uh, the party leadership it was um, a bit of a, a bit of a blowout. I think he got sixty eight percent, and the next uh, the next closest person got like sixteen percent. Um, as I mentioned on Saint John Forward Radio previously, um, I've uh, I've noted a lot of hand wringing about this guy winning by mostly by people that would never vote conservative anyway. Um, I never have in the past. I'm thinking about it. I don't know when there's going to be an election, but um, I, I came out of voting retirement after about a decade and uh, voted for the uh, the PPCs last time that we uh, we had an election because they seem to be um, not not great on everything, but uh, seemed to be the only political party that was like, Hey, maybe this, uh, all the stuff that we're doing for COVID's not all of it's uh, great. So maybe we should look at that. And, uh, so anyway, I've got my, we, the fringe t-shirt on because, uh, apparently Mr. PP Polyev here, um, is the, uh, the new, ultra conspiracy theory libertarian freedom crypto fascist whatever that uh, the internet says that he is um i've seen some clips uh i mean i don't know how it's it's very roast battley um when he's uh, popping off in uh in whatever that place is parliament is that where it's happening i don't even know i hate that i even have to pay, i don't have to pay attention to this i don't know who i'm blaming nobody's uh, got a gun to my head except for literally the government um but anyway i uh when aaron o'toole won the last one i covered his thing so pierre polyev we're gonna give it a go he seems to uh from what i can tell have uh completely taken the wind out of the sails of the ppc uh, he's, he's, he's a little bit of a Johnny come lately to, uh, pretending to care about freedom as, uh, former, uh, St. John forward radio guest, Maxime Bernier seems very butthurt that, uh, 
Mr. PP is uh, pretending that uh, he has always loved freedom when uh, Maxime Bernier loved freedom before it was cool. Um, that's correct, but I mean, if we care about uh, bad, less bad things happening to people, I don't really care who's who's pretending um, to, that they were there first. Uh, and uh, it seems like most of the people that are upset about Pierre Polyev other than uh, that he's kind of uh, steal, stolen the good ideas of the PPC and uh, might actually win an election if we're ever allowed to have one again. Um, that seems to be the main concern. Aaron O'Toole, Andrew Shear, they both lost to uh, Justin Trudeau when it shouldn't have been that hard. But anyway... We've got Pierre Polyev. Let's just get into it. We've got this uh, this this man over here in the corner. This is him giving uh, his speech after uh, after winning the uh, the conservative leadership. I've got myself a cocktail to help me through this. Um, it's uh, it's an old fashioned, which is appropriate um, for the conservative party here. And also, in the middle of making it, I realized I didn't have any simple syrup. So I'm going by a mix here. Um, so it's, uh, it's a bit of a compromise drink, which is also appropriate since we're watching the comments of the, uh, the new political man in charge of the Conservative Party of Canada. Yay! Let's see if he's going to usher in this libertarian utopia that the CBC keeps promising me. I haven't watched any of this yet, so live to tape reactions coming at you. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Merci. There's also something weird about every politician throwing the French in. I know it's kind of our second second language, but I mean, it's it's always weird when the non-french speakers just uh, throw it out there as kind of a hey vote for me anyway even though because there's a whole one province and and i don't think we're bilingual here in new brunswick but i don't think anybody cares about it that much but anyway he's gotta fake it i'm sure he's learned some stuff anyway doesn't matter we're six you. seconds in Merci, Anaida. Je i begin on behalf of everyone here, expressing my sorrow at the passing of our beloved Queen. Two tiny words, the Queen. Yet on every continent, those two words conjure up more than a picture. They also express an idea, the idea of decency and duty. Elizabeth II, though she might have recoiled at the thought, was the world's most famous woman. Yet she was our queen, our sovereign, for almost half of our nation's existence. In her 22 visits here, yes, indeed. In her 22 visits here. 22 visits. 22. 22 visits. I like, we've got, we've got, hey, I'm the new leader of the opposition party. Um, Let's take a moment to pander to people over a dead celebrity. In her dealings with 13 prime ministers, she exhibited the virtues we most cherish, dignity, civility, 
humility, candor, and above all else, service. That's why her death, though not unexpected, is nonetheless shocking. We felt we knew her. We felt that her strengths were ours, the strengths of a country which by good fortune and God's grace we call home. This might be the case, but if, if anybody's identity and is wrapped up in the alleged personality of the queen, that's bizarre to me. But anyway. And that, perhaps, is why I feel a small catch in my throat when I utter the words that no leader has stated in this country for over seven decades. God save the king. Who cares? Tonight begins the journey to replace an old government that costs you more and delivers you less with a new government that puts you first, your paycheck, your retirement, your home, your country. All right, we're on message now. I don't believe him, but it's a nice lie to tell. Doing well so far, except for the whole pandering beginning part. Look at the look on this guy's face. It's a very... I don't advocate violence, but if there is such a thing as a slappable face, we're looking at it. By tackling liberal inflation, we'll put you back in control of your life and your money. Tackling liberal inflation. I like the branding. I suspect that the word liberal is going to be used in a very derogatory way throughout the rest of this speech. Le, le travail, le travail commence ce soir pour remplacer ce vieux gouvernement qui vous coûte plus cher et qui vous apporte moins avec un nouveau gouvernement qui vous place en premier votre chèque de paix, votre retraite, votre maison, votre pays. His accent sounds weird to me. No real comment, though. Basically saying the same, th same thing for my non-English speakers out there. En nous à l'inflation, nous vous redonnons le contrôle de votre argent et de votre vie. And it Giving control back of your uh, life and your money. It is about you. This is not my victory. It is yours. And I have so many people to thank. Merci. À ceux et celles qui m'ont soutenu et qui se sont portés volontaires pour cette victoire. Merci aux autres candidats d'avoir renouvelé notre parti. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody else. It's a pleasure to be nominated. You're all winners. To Scott Akison for running on ideas like simplifying and lowering taxes. Thank you very much, Scott. I like this is just plugs for other politicians to vote for. Thank you to Roman Babber for standing up for and making sacrifices for freedom for everybody. Roman Babber, I don't remember who that is. Let's should I give that a, give that a quick Google? Is that a convoy guy? 
Name sounds familiar. I should know. I've got the T-shirt. Uh, nah, politician. Who cares? Boo. And thank you. Thank you to his wonderful partner, Nancy, for championing children with autism. Thank you. Thank you to Leslin Lewis for standing for family, faith, and freedom. And to her husband, John, for supporting her along the way. Yes. Hold on, just a side note. Um, we talked about uh, Mr. PP's uh, slappable face. Uh, without comment, here's uh, <laughs> Roman Babber. Anyway, that's, uh, it is what it is. And thank you. And thank you to Jean Charest for your service to our country. Thank you for being the least amount of competition and somehow did better than all of the rest of them. This is the part where it's uh, like, hey, all these people that I've been talking smack about through this whole campaign, they're actually pretty cool. When they run for other stuff, I'm in charge, but still vote for them. And for ensuring that we still have a country that is united in which we can call ourselves home. Thank you for fighting for Canada, Jean, when the nation's back was against the wall in the 1995 referendum. He does not look impressed. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I am humiliated. You stood with courage and passion. You defended our country and our, our nation will ever be grateful for your work. Thank you. Weird body language. I don't know. He seems to be completely turned to the side in his seat. I guess everybody else is kind of looking that way, too. I can see a cat out the window. How about that? Absolutely. Oh, the obligational standing ovation by a couple of uh, brown nosers. 40 ans que Jean est en politique au niveau provincial et fédéral. Always continuing the praise for the guy that uh, he's, he's basically called a liberal hack the whole time. Et c'est dur. Mais souvent, les vrais héros, c'est pas les candidats, c'est leur famille. And that's why I recommend... Oh, I thought he was saying... The zeros aren't actually the candidates. It is their families. I think he's saying, les zeros heroes apologies in my own brain for thinking that he was calling mr jean Charest's family a bunch of zeros recognize michelle for those four decades there have been countless occasions when her husband was fighting causes on behalf of all of us uh, when you had to carry the extra load and take the extra sacrifice countless invisible sacrifices and we as a nation we as a party we thank you michelle merci beaucoup funny just the smack talking and then i won and then just the complete all right they're all good i already made this point but it's interesting 
To supporters of all of these fine candidates, I open my arms to you. Now, today, we are one party serving one country. Most oh, I wanted to back it up on these. Uh... There we go. We got some some young conservative bros in the audience with some ties. Oh, this this guy here looks like he uh, he should be in Charlottesville. But anyway, Hal Rittenhouse fan club. Most importantly. Thank you to my brilliant and beautiful wife. Merci à ma belle et brillante épouse. Épouse. Pour avoir été mon ange, mon pilier, tout au long de cette folle aventure. His accent's really not good. Tu as rendu cela possible. Tu es ma meilleure amie et l'amour de ma vie. Oh, he'll say the nice part in French. You're my best friend. But, yeah, no homo. Oui. À la famille d'Anaïda qui a pris soin de nos enfants lorsque nous étions sur la route, vous avez rendu cela possible. Muchas gracias à la famille de mi esposa y por su contribution à Canada. <laughs> okay, he's thanking his... Uh, People that are raising his children for him while he's on the campaign. He's, he's laughing at that he just said something in Spanish. He's very excited. So that's all the Spanish I speak. If you ever come over to our house for one of our grand family gatherings, it's usually... 20 uh, Latinos and Latinas arguing, telling jokes, telling stories in Spanish, and one guy standing around having no idea what anyone else is saying. <laughs> oh, the laugh. The laugh. Oh, we need to hear that again. It's usually 20 uh, Latinos and Latinas arguing, telling jokes, telling stories in Spanish, and one guy standing around having no idea what anyone else is saying. <laughs> oh. My wife's this guy is so conservative, he's got Mexican employees. How about that? Family not only raised this incredible woman, but they came to this country from Venezuela with almost All nothing. Right. Venezuela. And they have since started businesses, raised kids, served in the military, and like so many immigrant families, built our country. And I want to thank... Yes. This is the uh, we are not racist part of the speech. I want to thank my brother Patrick, my father Don, his partner Ross, my mother Marlene, and even my biological mother Jackie is here today. Yes. She didn't want me when I was a baby, but now that I'm on the TV, here she is. We're a complicated and mixed up bunch, like most families, like our country. I want to thank my parents, though. I forgot what I was going to say. In particular, I want to thank my parents, two school teachers, 
who adopted me from a teenage mother. They taught me that it didn't matter where I came from, but where I was going. It didn't matter who I knew, but what I could do. That is the hope I want my kids to inherit. That man does not look impressed. He, he's not even pretending to clap. Yeah, he's, maybe he's one of those moderate conservatives that uh, we keep hearing about that are so disappointed about this. It's funny that they cut to this guy. Oh, Bernie Sanders. But that, that hope has melted into worry for many. Oh, let's break it down. Let's get into what terrible state the country is in because of these radical liberals. Today, people feel like they've lost control of their pocketbooks and their lives. The cost of government is... Does anybody say pocketbook except for politicians? I don't think so. That's the only place I've ever heard it. Driving up the cost of living. This government, this liberal government, has doubled liberal our national debt adding more debt than all previous governments combined that means another half trillion dollars bidding up the cost of the goods we buy and the interest we pay inflationary taxes increase those costs further now they plan to triple the carbon tax on gas heat and everything else all right, I'm on board so far, but, you know, these guys always talk a good economic game when they're not in power, and then it doesn't really follow through when they're the ones spending the money. ...the debt national, plus than all the other governments in the history of our country. That means 500 million dollars that add to inflation and to the augmentation of the interest C'est le gouvernement le plus cher dans notre histoire. It is the most expensive government in history. And the more they spend, the more things cost. The result? Families downgrade their diets to cover the 10% year-over-year jump in food prices. It's, I, I've heard him make this point before. Down, downgrading their diets or cutting back on their diets. I mean, I know exactly what he means. I don't know how common this is, but... Just that he, he's calling it diets instead of they can't afford as many groceries or something, which is normally how they would put it. But he, he keeps using the word diet. I don't know how I don't have a problem with it, but it just seems unusual. Seniors delay their retirements and watch their life savings evaporate with inflation. 30 year olds who did everything we asked them to do got degrees worked hard, are trapped in 400-square-foot apartments, or worse, their parents' basements because house prices have doubled under this government. On board. What are you going to do about it, though? And those who do own homes are paying more interest on their mortgages, even though this government promised interest rates would not rise for years. All right, Mr. Uh, economic conservative, um, the government shouldn't be the one setting interest rates, and that's kind of part of a huge piece of the problem here. You're losing me, PP. Oh, wait. Am I getting a text message? No, that's just a reminder.
Mères monoparentales mettent l'eau dans le lait de leurs enfants pour pouvoir se permettre la hausse de 10 de la nourriture d'une allée à l'autre. Les personnes âgées voient leurs économies s'évaluer. Oh, I see the subtitle picked up on one word of that. The person. I was thinking that the subtitles might automatically translate this so I don't have to. Apparaît avec l'inflation. Des jeunes de 30 ans qui ont fait tout ce que nous avons demandé d'eux. He, he's basically repeating the same thing that he said in English. I feel like last time I did this, Aaron O'Toole was making like separate points in French. Most are lucky to be just getting by. Many are falling behind. And there are people in this country who are just hanging on by a thread. These are citizens of our country. We are their servants. We owe them hope. They don't need a government that sneers at them, looks down on them, calls them names. They don't need a government to run their lives. They need a government that can run a passport office. On board with this, I don't necessarily believe that uh, this would change with him in power, but again, it's a, it's a nicer lie than the ones that the other guys are saying. Radical, crazy. Can you believe that he's talking about people being not able to afford things? Not one mention of buying bitcoins. They need a prime minister who hears them and offers them hope that they can aff again afford to buy a home, a car, pay their bills, afford food, have a secure retirement, and God forbid, even achieve their dreams if they work hard. They need a prime minister who will restore that hope, and I will be that prime minister. Free pizza every day in the cafeteria, Coca-Cola in the water fountains. Standing ovation for, for saying the government should do the bare minimum of what we expect them to. Rekindle the hope that people's paychecks and savings can again buy a decent life. We will make government affordable so that life is affordable. We'll cap spending and cut ways to reverse inflationary deficits and taxes. That includes axing new taxes on your paycheck, gas, heat, and other essentials. All right, on board. He's already said, I don't, I don't know if Aaron O'Toole said anything that I liked the last time I did this. So, PP, you're doing a good job so far. Real race to the top of the bottom. Is this the least bad option? I'm sad to say, maybe. It means fighting climate change with technology and not with taxes. Okay. We will restore hope that hard work will again pay off. Do you know that today, if a single mom with three kids earning 50... Oh, here's the... Uh, <laughs> the single mom with three kids earning this is... I love... He's very specific with his examples, which, I mean, is an effective uh, BS technique, but, you know, if it works, it works. $5,000 a year goes out and earn another dollar. She loses 80 cents of it to taxes and clawbacks, so she can't get ahead. I will reform programs and cut taxes so that when that single mother and people like her earn more, they keep more, and hard work always pays off in this country. 
whenever politicians talk about like i mean i not a lot of people that i know even make that $55,000 so when when this is when they throw out like 55 as like a barely getting by i mean that's that's a good job for a lot of people maybe i mean if you're making 55 maybe you can't support 17 children but anyway maybe you shouldn't have 17 children hot take More crossed arms in the audience. Payant de nouveau en réformant les programmes et en réduisant les impôts pour que les gens gardent l'argent qu'ils gagnent pour leur famille plutôt que de tout perdre au gouvernement. Instead of creating more cash, let's create more of what cash buys. Think of it. If you've got ten loaves of bread and ten dollars, we've got very. There's another. He's he's good at uh, coming up with examples instead of just talking in the abstract. It's all nonsense, but anyway, it's better nonsense than usual. Well, it's a buck, a loaf. If you double the number of dollars to 20, but you still have 10 loaves of bread, well, then it's $2. You see, spending more doesn't get us more. We need to make more. So instead of doubling the money, let's double the bread. Let's, yes. Basic economics. Let's remove the government gatekeepers to build more homes, grow more food, and produce more energy right here in Canada. Oh, that lady had her sign upside down. Is she being subversive? We have no idea. This guy, glasses on his bald head. We need to restore the hope of home ownership. Right now, youths and newcomers can't get a home because local government gatekeepers block housing with heavy fees and long delays for building permits, leaving us with the fewest houses per capita of any country in the G7, even though we have the most land to build on. A poly of government will require big cities. I like how the subtitles, uh, instead of a poly of government, a poly of government. That's, that's very Freudian of you, YouTube that want federal infrastructure money to speed up and lower the cost of permits to and to approve affordable housing around all transit stations so that our young people can live there and don't even need to afford a car. Well, now he's talking about government spending and subsidies again. He's not using those words, but that's what he means here. Inflationary. We, we will also... We'll sell off 15% of the underutilized 37,000 federal buildings to turn them into housing and use the proceeds of sale to reduce our deficit. In other words, stop printing money, start building homes for our people. Speaking. Okay, I mean, it's fine if we're going to spend the money on something that accomplishes us something versus something that doesn't accomplish anything. But, I mean, do less, man. Speaking of homes, we must make stuff here at home again, here in Canada. Look, trade is great. Trade is just great. But we learned during COVID that we can't count on the rest of the world to take care of us. That is why we must be the best place on earth for workers and businesses to build factories, mine critical minerals for electric cars and develop. Sounds like subsidies again. 
develop other resources. Right now, we lose wages because we import 130,000 barrels of overseas oil, mostly from dictators, every single day, even though we have the third largest supply right here in Canada. And that is all because our government prefers dirty dictator oil to responsible Canadian Dirty dictator oil. I like, I like the sound of that. Energy. We will repeal. Still sounds like subsidies for the oil company to me. This government's anti-energy laws and replace them with a law that protects our environment, consults First Nations, and gets things built. We just threw consult First Nations in that sentence. Just, oh, got to fit it in somewhere. Well, green light, Newfoundland and Labrador's planned increase in oil production, which will allow us to fully replace every single barrel of oil we're importing from abroad. And with, within five years, we will set the goal to end dictator oil in Canada altogether. Subsidies. Et au lieu d'aider Poutine à vendre son gaz naturel à l'Europe pour financer sa guerre contre l'Ukraine, un gouvernement poilièvre soutiendra des projets comme GNL Québec. Anyway, uh, talking about uh, Putin using uh, their energy to uh, fund the war in Ukraine. Nous savons tous que les Québécois ont une source d'énergie propre, l'hydroélectricité. Quebec has hydroelectricity. We should use that instead. L'Europe a besoin d'acheter du gaz. Voici le choix. Certains préfèrent que l'argent du gaz naturel finance les armes de guerre de Poutine. Moi, je veux que cet argent-là finance les chèques de paie pour Jean-Marc Tremblay, le soudeur du Saguenay. Anyway, would rather people's energy money go to support Canadian stuff versus bad stuff? subsidies we will green light mining and manufacturing of minerals like lithium cobalt and copper to make electric cars and batteries we will allow for technology to be unleashed here instead of our money to go to foreign dictatorships and that also includes repatriating food production by standing with our farmers here at home Jump on the Dutch farmer protest. People read about that on the internet. And cover it on St. John Forward Radio, by the way. This, this government's high energy taxes and proposed fertilizer cuts will only drive food production abroad to more polluting first foreign jurisdictions, which would have to then burn fuel to ship, train, and truck that food back to us. But didn't we learn how irresponsible it was to rely on the rest of the world to provide us with our essentials during COVID. A poly of government will repeal these taxes and fertilizer mandates to get out of the way and off the backs of our farmers so that we can grow affordable food, feed our people, and be the breadbasket of the world. I think he's watching St. John Forward Radio. He's ripping off some of our um, points. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Take a page out of Maxime Bernier's book. I was talking about this stuff first.
not in the world, but compared to... We will restore to First Nations more control of their land, money, and decision-making, and those communities that want to develop resources and invite commerce to fight poverty will have an ally rather than an obstacle in me. Okay. Good. We Stay must out of the remove way. other unneeded barriers by axing the disastrous Arrive Can app. That one happened. I mean, he's taking credit for it. Um, I think I saw an exchange. Uh, as I understand it, um, they got rid of the Arrive Can app like the day that some the government was being sued for something about that. So they just decided to repeal that on the day of so that they didn't have to go to trial. That's my understanding of it. Uh, I saw Mr. PP on Twitter uh, taking credit that uh, this has been rolled back after uh, only two weeks as the new leader. Look at that face. Uh, and of course, Maxime Bernier, not just happy that it's finally gone. It's that, hey, I wanted to get rid of it first. No fair. And, and by ending the remaining COVID vaccine mandates to let people work and travel freely. Oh, I like the freedom chant. That's nice. Uh, these were definitely former PPC voters. Thank you. We will, br we will bring hope. We will bring hope to doctors, nurses, engineers, and others who are immigrants to this country but are blocked from working in their professions for no other reason than that they come from another country. We'll team up with provinces to guarantee that within 60 days, an immigrant applying to work in their profession will get a yes or no based on their tested abilities, not based on where they come from. Sounds pretty good. I mean, I haven't heard any conspiracy theories or crypto yet, but that seems to be his main deal according to the corporate media, but anyway. We'll back up 30, we will back up 30, sm 30,000 small study loans for those in need of time off work. To he stutters a little bit in his speeches, more than I would have expected. Nothing, no, it's not Joe Biden levels here, but notable. To study up to the Canadian standard, enough talking, remove the gatekeepers to get more doctors, more nurses, more engineers, and more inflation-proof paychecks for our brilliant immigrants. And oh, some more, uh, some more conservative bros. Look at these guys. You don't want to run into these guys at the bar. Keep an eye on your drink, ladies. We will restore the hope of safe streets, a hope that has turned into <clears throat> fear in all too many places. After killings in Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, and most recently, Saskatchewan, weakened laws allow chronic and violent reoffenders out for, of prison early at great danger to our people. Instead of spending a fortune targeting licensed and law-abiding, trained and tested firearms owners, conservatives will bolster the laws, bolster the borders, and put the real criminals in jail. Law and order, law and order. Lock them up, lock them up. 
et nous redonnerons de l'espoir aux Québécois afin qu'ils puissent reprendre le contrôle de leurs décisions et de leur vie, au, au lieu d'être contrôlés par un gouvernement centralisateur et woke à Ottawa. Vous... Oh, il threw woke into the French part. Vous savez, vous savez. Oh, he's almost got one of his weird little laughs coming on. Look at this guy. You. Vous savez, la langue française m'occupe une place toute spéciale dans mon cœur. The French language occupies a special place in my heart. That's a... Ah. Mon père, qui a des origines canadiennes françaises. My dad, he once spoke French et qui vient d'un village francasquois, m'a transmis l'importance de préserver le français dès mon plus jeune âge. En grandissant à Calgary, malheureusement, j'avais trop peu d'occasion de, de le parler. Donc, j'ai... Je... I love French, but I never have a chance to speak it, and that makes me sad. J'ai beaucoup de travail à faire. Maintenant, je continue de perfectionner cette langue que j'aime, langue fondatrice de notre pays, avec mon épouse. I know, my accent sounds weird, but I'm taking French classes and media training. Please vote for me. Royalaise, nous, transmet, nous transmettons à notre tour, à nos enfants qui vont dans les garderies francophones. Nos petits-enfants, uh, baby... Oh, he's talking about he putting his little babies into French immersion. Cruz and Valentina, ils auront la langue française comme première langue, et le deuxième langue, évidemment, espagnol, et après ça, troisième langue, langue, le l'anglais. Je vais. This that's that's funny that he buries this into the French part, so the English speakers don't hear it. Um, he's he's saying that. Uh, his kids are being raised French first language and then Spanish and then English. It seems like something that a lot of uh, conservative old grampies might be upset about. But he said it in French, so it'll just breeze right by. Aller plus loin en parlant du Québec, je dirais que les conservateurs de partout au pays ont beaucoup d'apprendre des Québécois. Les Québécois défendent leur leur patrimoine. Leur I don't know. I'm I'm always really I don't know. It seems weird to me. I don't know much about Quebec politically, but it just seems off to me that all of our politicians all of the time, every single one of them needs to pander extra hard to that one province. I mean, I remember when they 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 had the referendum to separate when I was a kid. And I mean, it seems like it's its own little planet within the country. I've got nothing against Quebec, but it just doesn't seem like it could be a good thing that uh, all of our politicians, every election, every policy they have needs to have uh, like an unproportionately large section of their platform pandering specifically to that one province who doesn't seem to care about anybody else but what's going on with them which is perfectly reasonable but not helpful culture et leur langue ils ne s'excusent pas la nation québécoise tient tête au wokisme oh quebec is something falling into woke wokisme we don't want to have the wokisme 
mon gouvernement va... Mon gouvernement ne va pas se mettre le nez dans tout. Un État fédéral plus petit va faire grandir des citoyens du Québec et du Canada. We're not going to stick our nose in your business, Frenchies. Canada, small government makes for big citizens who own their homes, build their dreams, raise their families, look out for their neighbors, and earn powerful paychecks and savings free from inflation and overtaxation. We will restore Canada's promise in a country where it doesn't matter who you love or if your name is Smith or Singh, Martin or Mohammed, Chang or Charles, a country where the dreamer, the farmer, the worker, the entrepreneur, the survivor, the fighter, the ones who get knocked down but keep getting back up and keep going can achieve their purpose. A country where the son of a teenage mother adopted by two teachers can dare to run for Prime Minister of Canada. Underdog. 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 Absolutely. In the words of the great Canadian Prime Minister John Diefenbaker, I am a Canadian, a free Canadian, free to speak without fear, free to worship God in my own way, free to stand for what I think right, free to oppose what I believe wrong, free to choose those who shall govern my country, this heritage of freedom I pledge to uphold for myself and all of mankind. Merci beaucoup. Thank you very much. All right. Well, I mean, there's there's some stuff worth uh, worth poking at there, and I don't know how uh, how truthful any of it is, or if any of it will be acted upon once the guy's actually in powder power. But um, as as far as uh, pandering political speeches, not bad, not bad. Uh, am I? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If am I going to vote conservative in the next election? It's either I mean I was very reluctant coming on board for the PPC. That was mostly a protest vote just cuz I'm going to vote for the one who uh is the only one that seems to be acknowledging that the COVID stuff is a problem. Um, but you know, I wasn't expecting them to win. I wasn't, I was also not expecting them to, uh, not pick up any seats. So, um, I don't know. Am I, I, I will, I, I'm based on that. I am, uh, tentatively, a solid, maybe on voting conservative, um, in where I'm at, I'm not sure if, uh, if, if my vote's enough to swing it. And I don't know who the local candidate is going to be. Um, most of the New Brunswick uh, conservative politicians, from what I can tell, they're pretty milk toast, love business, uh, like love Irving type, uh, type things that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But uh, I don't know. If we have to be ruled by somebody, I'm thinking about maybe accepting the least bad option, and maybe that's this guy. Who knows? Uh, not happy about it. I've never voted conservative in my life. Um, before I became not stupid, I, I voted for uh, for the NDP. 
I think every single time until I kind of took a pause on participating in the democratic process. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He talks a good game. Um, he's making all the right people upset. And, uh, I mean, aside from inherently being distrustful of any politician of any stripe, he's telling, he's telling the right lies. It seems to be. And, uh, the, um, I don't know. Main concern, foreign policy, I guess, uh, war and all that stuff. I don't know what really he thinks about uh, pouring resources into continuing the various entanglements that we're adjacent to. Um, I don't know. That's my main concern, but uh, I don't know. Not too bad, PP, on the whole. I don't know what I would rate it. I'm not going to, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a, uh, John forward, um, C plus, which is, uh, much better than usual for, uh, for a politician speech. So anyway, that is what it is. Thank you for watching or listening to this. I don't know where, or when I'm going to put out, but here we are. Thank you. Goodbye. Let's do the out this thing again.